Before we jump in, I had to let you know that the doors are now open for the group coaching Stress to Joy Transformation Program. If you've been listening for a while, you know that I've been working one-on-one with women to help them live less stressed, more joy-filled lives. Now I am so excited to offer a group coaching experience with the Stress to Joy Transformation Program that incorporates community support. You don't have to keep wandering endless circles of frustration depleted from life's constant state of overwhelm. Instead, you can join the group coaching Stress to Joy Transformation Program and see how much more God has in store for you. Grab one of the limited spots so you can learn the exact strategies and tools I've used to create a life joy in one I love without the constant state of overwhelm. Rid yourselves of the thoughts of one day and say yes to the life of joy at your fingertips. And I can tell you it is a joyful life. If you are interested in being part of this life-propelling program, go to bit.ly slash stress to joy today. That's B-I-T dot L-Y slash stressed T-O joy today. Group coaching starts the first week of April, so don't wait or you will miss out on that less stressed life you've been dreaming of. How I always start off with mamas and I have them list out everything that they're doing. And a big reason for that is because we often live such reactionary lives that we don't even pay attention to what we're doing. Like we go pick up a kid, we come home, we make dinner, we do like, and just from thing to thing, we pick up a mess, we clean up something, we change a diaper. We're not paying attention at all to what we're doing. And so that process kind of helps mamas really figure out where they're spending their time and to see what they are spending their time on and maybe wasting their time on. And we then categorize it by things that give us life and things that drain us. And those things that drain us, we want to get off your plate as quickly as possible. Welcome to the Faith Inspire podcast by Faith and Gather. I'm your host, Erica Dvorak. Join me and the Faith and Gather community as we become faith-inspired to tackle the messy and embrace the beautiful areas of life. We're going to meet you right where you're at, right when you need it, by helping you live a less stressed, more joy-filled life lived by bold faith and walking in obedience. You have a God-sized calling, but you don't have to choose between your sanity or juggling it all. We'll keep you one step ahead, armed with knowledge to fight your everyday battles and live a life faith-inspired. Because faith is not just a belief, it's a lifestyle. Come on, let's get it. Are you tired of doing all the things for all the people in your life? Or are you done reacting to life and trying to survive motherhood? So many of us are simply reacting to life that we are missing out on the people and things we love. And then we're left wondering if there's more to life than the everyday grind. Laura Hernandez is the CEO and founder of Mama Systems, a coaching business that helps moms create peace in their homes through systems. As Laura's family grew from four kids to 10 in four years, she spent hundreds of hours reading numerous books, blogs, and articles, and devouring podcasts on organizing, scheduling, and self-care. When nothing fit her family perfectly, she developed systems that she realized were easy to customize and implement and would be life-changing to experience for other mamas. In this episode, Laura shares her insights and knowledge, so instead of reacting to your chaos, you can cultivate peace through systems that create space so you can nurture your family and thrive as a mother. Grab your pen and paper and get ready to learn the tried and true systems to bring peace and joy to your home. Welcome to the Faith Inspired Podcast, Laura. It's so great to have you on today. 
I'm so excited to be here with you. Thank you for having me on. Yeah, I was ready to have you on the podcast today because (laughs) one of my goals for this year is to create systems in my life that help me feel less stressed. And that is exactly what you do for mamas. So I just love, 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 love that you are on today to walk us through some of those systems. That makes me so happy. I'm excited now. You have just an incredible story, an absolutely incredible story of what brought you to where you are today, creating those systems really within your own home. So I'd love for you to start off by sharing your story and really how it got you to where you are today helping other mamas. Yeah. So my husband, Tony, and I live in the Dallas area and we have 10 kiddos, the number after nine, 10. And just to clarify that, I have to get a, what, what'd you say? So there it is. And in one year we went from having, we had our four biological and then we had our fifth biological right after we had our fifth biological, we started the process of moving back to Texas and adopting a sibling group of three. And so in a six month period, we added four new kids, We went four to eight kids and we moved across the country into a rental house while we purchased this house and remodeled it. And then for a hot minute, for like two months, we had their little sibling come live with us as well. So we had five kids, four and under all in diapers, and it was overwhelming. It was a lot. And it felt very much like I have no idea. I all of a sudden lost all my parenting skills, had no idea what I was doing. You know, it felt like I had these strangers in my home and it was just a whole lot. And I remember just kind of trying to get my feet underneath me and wanting to not be in survival mode anymore and wanting to feel like, Hey, this is my family. And for it to really feel that way and not just something I'm saying. And so we finally started looking at books and podcasts and all the things to try to get systems in place in our home. But nobody had anything for a half homeschool, half public school family uh, with special needs kids, with adoption, where people are coming in and out of your home all day long, with therapists in and out of your home all day long. Like all the little things that made us so unique in our weird circumstances, nobody had written anything on that. I know that that that's shocking, but there was just nothing out there. And so um, we really had to sit down and kind of prioritize what we wanted to be happening in our home and what we wanted to be intentional with. And that process that I walked through to create systems in our home that worked for us, that bring peace to our lives is now what I get to walk other mamas through. And so that's where my business comes in, Mama Systems, and I get to coach other moms and it's so fun. What a story. What an incredible story. There's a lot going on there. <laughs> There's, you've got just the facet of children. And then you, I believe you said it was four in diapers, five in diapers. My goodness, I have one in diapers. And the alligator wrestling that I do every day with my daughter <laughs> is enough to make me go crazy. So I can imagine that's a lot. Plus you throw in the special needs there and just all those appointments, everything that you have to schedule. I was actually at a hearing um, test this morning with my daughter. Everything's fine. She just was an early premature baby. So they have special tests for them um, a little later on in life. And it just organizing that in general, just with my two children and and work was tough. So I'm excited to hear your systems because again, I'm feeling it with two. And so (laughs) I love to see what works for your family as well. You've created a program called the Mama Systems Master Course, where you really walk women through how to take their home from chaos to calm. And I know you can't share all the details there because that is a masterclass of yours, but I would love for you to share really what are the important types of systems that families should have in their home? Yeah. So that's a very loaded question because it depends completely on the family. 
think of it more as like a process that we're going to walk through and I can walk you through that process and you can kind of play around with that and think about what systems you want in your home. I always start off with mamas and I have them list out everything that they're doing. And a big reason for that is because we often live such reactionary lives that we don't even pay attention to what we're doing. Like we go pick up a kid that we come home, we make dinner, we do like, and just from thing to thing, we pick up a mess, we clean up something, we change a diaper. We're not paying attention at all to what we're doing. And so that process kind of helps mamas really figure out where they're spending their time and to see what they are spending their time on and maybe wasting their time on. And we then categorize it by things that give us life and things that drain us. And those things that drain us, we want to get off your plate as quickly as possible. We do that by automating a lot of them, delegating them out. Some of that's chore-wise for kids. Some of it's asking your husband to help a little bit more. Some of it's hiring help to come in and help you with whatever. So automating, delegating, and eliminating. And eliminating is just doing less doing less, having less, less stuff to manage, less complicated relationships, just less everything. And we kind of walk through all those pieces of that to really figure out what you need in your life and what you as a mama need to be the best mama you can be to your people. What is one of the top systems that you use in your home specifically that may apply to many mamas? Absolutely. Routines are a huge system because I define a system as anything that you're not having to think about but it happens automatically, right? So anything that happens automatically and that you don't have to put brain power into and you don't have to plan every day what you're going to do. And so for me, I know that I need to start off my day right by spending time in the Word and having my morning cup of coffee. And I need quiet to do that. So that means I'm up a little bit before the kids and I schedule in that time because I know it's so important to my well-being for the whole day. And then on the flip side of that, our evening routine has to line up to make our morning routine go better. So lunches need to be prepped. Shoes need to be laid out. Everything needs to be by the door for my kiddos so that I can monitor that they actually have, they're all dressed and ready to go. And so my kids are all in charge of getting all that stuff ready, but um, shifting the mindset to being more of a manager of your home and a manager of your people and not a micromanager, like not doing all the things for them because you're not there as their servant or their butler, but, you're there to teach them how to become great adults one day. And so that starts very early on, just very little, little at a time and giving them those responsibilities, but making sure it's done at nighttime so that in the morning, the morning goes a lot smoother. I found that that's something that I've implemented recently right now with Delaney in school. I have to prep her food because she's still in the infant room. And I find in the mornings, if I don't do it the night before, I'm just scrambled because <laughs> little pieces for little little people. And so, so, you know, that takes a lot of work to cut up all that food. And I found that if I do it the night before, I can just throw it in the bag and we can run out the door. So I 100% agree with you on that. I'm curious with your family with scheduling. I was actually working yesterday on just even my personal business schedule, but like color coding it and just trying to make it so it makes more sense to me and that it's just easier. So what do you do for scheduling with your family, knowing there's so many different facets that are going on within your home? What are some helpful tips that you do that kind of help keep that chaos at bay? Yeah. So I always go in first and put down kind of the non-negotiables. So things like date night and if I need a girl's night or something like that, those things go in first in my calendar. And then after that, kid stuff comes in. So Boy Scouts, 
baseball practice, all of those things that are have set times. And then after that, everything else can kind of fall into place. And with all the household tasks of like getting work done and keeping up with the house, I love to do batch working. And so I do that in my work and in the home because both of those things, I feel like it's just, it feels so much like we're doing those things all the time, like laundry. It feels like we're doing laundry all the time. If you do it every day, I mean, it's just constant. You're always washing, you're always switching out, you're always folding, you're always putting away, like all of that. And so our laundry day is when I get all of our laundry done. And it's just one day and we do all of the laundry. And what this has helped with so much is I'm able to focus on one task at a time. And I'm not worried about like cleaning the kitchen or grocery shopping or anything else on that day. It's just laundry day. And so I have kids help me. They bring down their laundry. I switch it out. But I've gone from doing like what felt like forever and all the time with four kids to maybe 30 minutes a week with 12 people in our family. Like it, it's just reduced it so much because I've learned to delegate out little pieces of it. And all I'm doing is switching out their laundry. They're putting it away and I'm just putting away my laundry. And so all of that, just little things like that, little tweaks that you can make in your day to take things off of your plate and to make them as brainless as possible is so helpful. I love that. And I I especially love it that you said that because this week, normally I do mine all on one day. And I did that this Saturday. And this week I was like, okay, I'm going to spread it out because I've seen other women just spread out their laundry and say that they do it every day. So this reaffirms that I need to go back to my old system (laughs) and and do the batching of laundry because it actually was kind of nice. Everything was done. I didn't have to worry about it for the rest of this week. And even today I have towels on the list. I'm like, I don't actually don't have to do towels because I did that on Saturday. So I appreciate you saying that. Every mama is different. There's some moms that like work all day. And so they can't have a full day of doing laundry or mm-hmm. they have to combine it with something else. And I, I'm like a million percent supporter of doing different systems for different families because nothing is going to be one size fits all. And so while we do batching and while I am kind of biased and think it's kind of the best way to do a lot of things, um, just because I've done the research behind it. I also know that some families just can't function that way. Some mamas can't be at home all day to do their laundry all day. So there's a lot of, a lot of grace there for all the people and all their different things that they need. Absolutely. And just finding what they can batch. So it may be not be laundry, but it could be groceries or whatever it may be for their own home, find their own system that works for them. Yeah. So you have the systems, you have all these ideas for systems, but what is the number one tip when you think of how the system works, like what needs to be in place? What is that number one tip that you have for families and moms to really make things work? Yeah. So I think delegating out to kids is a huge one. And so when I'm asked about number one, my favorite system of all times is our five o'clock jobs. And what this is in our home is every kid has a zone that they're in charge of. So they have an area of the house that they're in charge of picking up. So that may be Legos upstairs or Legos around the house, or it could be the living room and you're in charge of picking up everything in the living room. So whatever that is that you're like, at the end of the day, you want it picked up and you normally end up doing it. We're going to delegate that out to a kid. Also, every kid will have something that they're doing to prep for dinner. So putting cups on tables, putting silverware out, helping serve, helping prep, like whatever that is, or cleaning up afterwards. Each kid is going to have one of those jobs. My final of the three is that each kid will prep for the next day. So if they have lunch that they have to bring to school the next day, they need to have their lunch ready to go. 
They need to have their clothes laid out, their shoes by the door. All of that needs to be done at that five o'clock hour, because if it doesn't happen at that time, we all forget about it. And it's, if we're not all doing it at once and random people are doing it at different times, it's too confusing. It's more for me to keep up with. So that five o'clock alarm helps me so much because I can go into the kitchen and start prepping dinner at that time. And um, when I'm doing that, I'm looking around and I'm seeing my kids helping. And we have this team mentality going on in our home that it's not just me doing all the things all the time for all the people, but that they're coming around me and we're doing this together because we're all eating. We're all getting ready for the next day. We're all doing this together. And so instead of being in there like chopping veggies and being bitter that I'm in there cooking dinner while they're making a big mess in there where I just cleaned up and, you know, I know that all those feelings oh so well. And just the difference and the bitterness and the resentment that I felt. And then the feeling of joy and peace that comes from us having teamwork mentality in our home has been life-changing. Do you think that the teamwork mentality comes from those roles or is there something else that you and your husband do to really instill that teamwork mentality? That's definitely a big piece of it is that we all have a part here and we're all showing up and we're all needed and we kind of all rely on each other and just like the body of Christ and how we all need each other and just like a body, you know? So we go over that a lot of just like, Hey, we all need each other. We all have different roles and they're different, but we all need each other. So I think that just that bigger picture of community and and family, I think is really important. And so we talk about that, but I think that that practice of it. So when Noah goes to load the dishes and that's his job and my daughter, Amelia hasn't done her job of unloading the dishes, he has to now wait on Amelia and nobody else can kind of move until Amelia comes and does her job. And seeing how it, it all affects the greater good, the greater good of the family. Yeah. So you mentioned routines and we've mentioned rhythms. How do you really create those so they don't die out after a week or even a month? Because I find that my husband and I will create um, rules or rhythms or routines, whatever it is, whatever we create a system within our home. And then we do it for a week and then we kind of just let it go because it doesn't, we either forget about it or it doesn't work out that great. How do you actually keep it to make it stick? Yeah. So I love a good chart. I love a good reminder. So alarms, like for our five o'clock alarm, I have it set on our our Alexas and I have it set on our phones. So that way it goes off and I'm, you're not really in a position to forget. Right. And there's things that happen like life happens and you might be taking a kid to the ER tonight and your five o'clock jobs aren't going to get done or somebody wets the bed and it's not laundry day, but you have to stop and do laundry. Like all of those things happen. But when you have that set system in place and you have it all planned out really well, you can just jump back into it at any time. So if you're like, oh, it's been a week and it's been a crazy week. We all had COVID. We didn't get whatever done that we're supposed to get done on whatever days we're supposed to get them done. You can just say, okay, we're going to start again. We're going to get back on the wagon, start again. And I love that about having that plan ready to go because it's kind of like a fire safety plan, right? Like you know what you're supposed to do. You know, you have all the things in place for it, but you don't need to use it every day. Right. But when there's a fire, you know how to jump back on and use that plan and make it happen. Maybe that's a really bad example because you don't need to use it every day. And I think that systems are kind of a a must in our home, but you kind of get the idea of like, it doesn't have to be so rigid that if you don't do it, that you have to give up altogether but you can easily get back on the plan. Wonderful. Thank you so much for that. Because yeah, that's what I, 
I think I get so nervous to being like, sticking to the plan that then we just end up being like, oh, it's too much, too much to handle. Another thing to add to the to-do list. And that's the opposite of what you really want to do with these. Yeah, absolutely. Because it's less like a strict schedule and more like a structure of your day. Like you're having these touch points in the day and in the week where you know that things are going to happen and you can trust those things are going to happen. Do you have this visible with the family or is this something more that's just kind of a known? Like your rules and routines, they're they're known throughout the household because you actually take action or do you have them listed out so people can visualize and just have it as a, a reference point throughout the week? Yeah, both. So all of our little buddies have a little chore chart and has their morning jobs and their afternoon jobs on it. And they don't really need to use them, but they love their little charts because they have a little character on them and whatever. So like my little buddy today, he knows that it's morning time. And so he brings me his chart and he's like, what do I need to do next? What's my next job? And he's three. Like he's already kind of seen big brothers where this is what we're doing. I need to jump on board too. I want to help. I want to get involved. Um, so it's kind of like a learned, a learned thing in our home. Like this is what we've always done you're going to do it. We're all participating. And then just the more specifics of it are listed out for each kiddo. So just learned behaviors, but still having it because the children are human just like us. And we forget, you know, I have my meals listed out for the week, but I will look at it in the morning. And then by 4 p.m., I'm like, wait, what was I doing for dinner again? Yeah. <laughs> so it's nice to have all that listed out. Yeah. And it's less for you to have to remember. Like that's the beauty of it all. So you don't have to plan it once and then try to keep up with it. You have it written down. So that way you can just go back to it if you need to go back to it. Fantastic. Is there anything that you use in your home that you would want to leave this podcast telling the women about? So something that you're like, oh no, like if we left this podcast and you forgot to mention it, you'd be like, no, Erica, we need to re-record. What is that one thing that you would want to leave with the mamas as they're thinking about the systems and how to just create systems in their home that help them live those less stressed lives and just a more calm atmosphere and environment in their home? Yeah, I think number one, that you are the priority in your home. And I think a lot of times as women of faith, it's hard for us to kind of step into that. And what what I mean by that is I used to think when people would say, you need to take care of yourself, you need to put your oxygen mask on first. And I'm like, oh no, I'm supposed to live a servant lifestyle and I'm supposed to put everyone before me. And I'm but what that leads to is burnout and bitterness and anxiety and all the things that aren't of the spirit, like those aren't things of the spirit. And so putting ourselves first may seem really counterintuitive, especially to your audience and your ladies. Oh, I even hate saying it out loud because it sounds so like, meh, I don't like it. I want to put everybody else first. I get you. But the fact is when I'm taken care of and when my love tank is filled, even by being with friends or by um, spending time with my husband or just being with Jesus, like all of those things, when those things are done, then I'm able to pour out to my people and I'm able to give from a full cup and really able to give them everything that they need and put them in high regard and to think of them as better than myself, you know? Absolutely. I haven't myself had very much sleep this week because my daughter is just choosing this past week, um, choosing not to sleep very well. And so I haven't been putting myself first and just inserting a nap. And so I've seen 
that kind of trickle down into everything that I do, you know, every kind of role that I have in the day. And so, yeah, I 100% agree with you that that's something that we need to put ourselves first because we feel it and it affects everybody else. And you do have a wonderful gift that you have created for the listeners here. So I would love for you to talk about that and where they can find that and then also where they can connect with you if they want to take your masterclass or just want to connect with you on social media to learn more about you and what you do. Yeah, absolutely. So I have a mama care guide that will be in the show notes, I presume. And it's so great because it walks you through how to think of taking care of yourself in areas that you might not always think of. And I think often when we think self-care, we think, oh, a bubble bath or painting your toes or something like that, which those are great, great things. I'm not against any of that. But I want us to think about it on a deeper level. It's like, what do you really need to be the best mama you can be? And that may look like counseling. That may look like um, having a Bible study, maybe getting rid of the Bible studies in your life, like doing less things. Like we've got to figure out what that is for you to show up. And so that um, this guide just kind of helps you think through your body, your mind and your soul and how, how you're going to feed those things throughout your week and how you're going to make those a priority and then how you're going to ask for help in making those things happen. So that's for you. It's a great tool that will help you kind of get systems in place around self-care. Thank you for creating that. And yeah, it's a 360 approach. It's not just, you know, like you said, painting your nails and taking a bath. It's, you know, looking at everything for really that self-care. And I personally don't have time to paint my nails and take a bath right now. <laughs> my nails would be all smudged. <laughs> I would. I don't have time to make them dry or have them dry. So um, knowing that there's different options for me to do the self-care is really, really nice. Where can I connect you with you and the listeners connect with you on social media and maybe via your website as well? Yeah. So mamasystems.net is my website and on Facebook and Instagram at mamasystems. Super easy. I love that. Straightforward. That's it's my kind of my kind of gal. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much for sharing your knowledge today on systems. Really, really appreciate that. And before we go, I want to know, and I especially want to know from you because you have a lot that you're juggling and there's just so much good that I think would be in your life as well. So I want to know what brought you joy today. Mm. There is snow outside. It might be ice. I think it probably is all just chunks of ice on the roofs and in the fields in front of me, but, but we're in Texas and so we don't get a lot of that. And so it's fun to just look out and see all the white outside. Oh, how fun. And I'm in Minnesota. So you come you come <laughs> on up and you visit me and you will have it for six months out of the year. <laughs> I don't want that. But one day is great. I really like this. I hear you. A lot of Minnesotans feel that way as well. <laughs> for sure. But I do love that as something God's just beauty with snow or any time of the season. Fantastic. Well, thank you so much, Laura. I really appreciate you being on and sharing your story with us and just how to create a more calming environment in our home and um, making sure that we do some self-care as well. Really appreciate you. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. So what systems will you start today? It's batching for me. I will continue to do my laundry all in one day and find ways to batch other tasks in the home that will create room for the people and things I love. Like Laura mentioned, find what works for you and your family. Systems are not one size fits all. Take what works and be okay with not moving ahead with what doesn't. You and your family are unique. So establish the flow that works for you. 
I'm so grateful you spent time today listening to this episode. If this episode encouraged and inspired you, share the love with other women you know and send them the link to this episode. Just think how many more women could be blessed with faith-inspired encouragement. Love and prayers, Erica. Congrats on saying yes to a life filled with joy and Jesus. If you want more, head to faithinspiredpodcast.com for show notes and links to all the resources mentioned in today's episode. Be sure to subscribe or follow on your favorite podcast platform to stay faith-inspired. And remember, faith is not just a belief, it's a lifestyle.